0: I love wrestling, this I know, it's the O Wrestling Podcast. Hmm. I'm your host, CW, and today we're talking about wrestling tropes. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to hit that bell on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast on any and all platforms. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. Let's get into it. You guys like wrestling tropes. Wrestling is built on tropes. Wrestling is one big trope that is continuously replayed to us uh, on a a weekly basis, whether it be SmackDown or Raw, Level Up, NXT, AEW, you name it, doesn't matter. It's just full of tropes. And today's episode was inspired by a picture I saw on WWE.com for NXT. It said, you know, check out these incredible pictures of what happened during NXT and the the first picture is somebody, I don't know anybody in NXT, it's somebody jumping on a group of somebodies, uh, from the, they're on the outside, uh, the guys diving over the top rope on top of them, and that made me think, Like, how many times have you seen a herd of people, didn't matter, just a milling about, they're all kind of fussing and, and kind of jostling each other around And then there's one guy in the ring and he looks at everybody in the crowd and he goes, I'm going to do it. And then he bounces off one end of the ring and then dives on top of the pack to knock everybody over. And everyone goes, whoa. I mean, if that's not the most heavily used trope, I mean, Ricochet makes a career off of that. That's just his bread and butter. It could be two people. It could be five people. It could be 22 people. But they'll, they'll all tend to kind of just walk in a circle and just kind of shove each other for a little bit until the person is ready to dive on top of them. A good example is in the elimination chamber when Montez Ford climbed the uh, climbed the cage and did like that weird uh, flip drop thing on top of everybody. There was no reason for anybody to be waiting for him underneath there except to protect him, obviously. it's uh, They're all there to catch the guy, make sure he's okay, and honestly to take the pressure off of everybody else. So Having him drop on one person is going to hurt that one person, but having him drop on like 15 people, you know, whatever. Um, But the fact that they kind of just all kind of pack together, they have to be very tight. So it's always funny to me when they're in a fight and then, you know, this person is scheduled to do this spot and they go from kind of all being in individual battles to kind of grouping together in a very unorganic way and then looking up and going, oh, no, and then catching the guy. (laughs) Uh, Another example was on SmackDown. I think it was either last week or no, a couple weeks ago uh, that injured Kofi Kingston was Drew McIntyre's big behind um, after somebody cleared the ring. I think it was, I think it was Drew and Sheamus who cleared the ring. He went and dove over the top rope again, why everyone's diving over the top rope these days, especially these big guys is beyond me. And then landing on top of them, there was no reason for all of them to be standing there. But it, it's always funny because you know they're there to catch it. Especially someone as big as Drew McIntyre. That dude is enormous. He is a giant person. And that's why Kofi Kingston is injured right now. Because his giant body landed on Kofi. And Kofi twisted his ankle. Uh, something fierce. I think he's out for like five weeks. He's going to miss Mania. It's going to be another Mania without uh, a New Day. Another Mania? I don't. I don't I didn't watch last Mania. Was New Day there? Uh, anyway, that's a great weird wrestling trope that just sort of unorganically happens. Unorganically, organically. You know, they're they're meant to do it, but it, it always happens. Another great trope that came to mind while, you know, half researching this episode was referees. Referees are one of the... the they're the lifeblood of the match. You don't necessarily see them until you're supposed to. You're supposed to be paying attention to the, the match, not the ref. The ref kind of just gets out of the way, but they're calling the match. They're, you know, telling them what's going on. They're checking on the, the, the combatants. Combatants. They're checking on the wrestlers whenever they're, you know, they do a spot and they make sure they're not hurt. They're an integral part of some of the matches where, you know, they'll take a shot and then, you know, it allows the heel to go do heel stuff when the ref's not looking. But one of the greatest things in professional wrestling is the fact that these referees have glass Jaws. They go down like a sack of potatoes. I mean, there sometimes a ref will take a hit. Well, they'll take the weakest bump. They'll just kind of get shoved in the back. I think uh, Earl Hebner was one of the guys who took the greatest crappy bumps. So someone would just kind of back into him slightly, and he'll go no, oh, and he'll fall down the mat and just be out for twenty minutes. <laughs> and, then, and then the wrestlers get to do whatever they want. And then at some point, someone will kick him in the ribs and say, "All right, we're done." And he'll go, oh, oh, he'll just come to like, oh my God, what what happened? <laughs> these these behemoths just ran into me. He's like, he barely touched you. You're you're fine. And the best part is like, it, it feels like there's like a, a herd or a, a herd. I'm, that's my word of the day. Herd, look that word up. It feels like there's like a, a cage with a bunch of free range referees in the back. So whenever one goes down, they'll just open the cage and someone will come sprinting out. They're like, I got it. It's like a, a weird uh ai is like i have to go referee this match and just sprint down to the ring oh <laughs> um, I, I love the refs they they if you really really think about it they have such a such a thankless job of like making sure everyone's all right kind of help call the match give people vital information that they need you know call weird spots they, they do it all um but but yeah, the glass draw thing is hilarious. Especially I don't I don't know if it happens so often these days. Well, let let me not generalize. I'm sure it happens all the time. But a lot of the refs these days are a lot bigger. They're not as you know old and frail as an Earl Hebner or even a Teddy Long back in the day. Some of the refs they you know they they fight back now, which I think is interesting. But this really came to mind when Drew McIntyre faced Sheamus a week ago at SmackDown or whatever. I'm always dating my episodes. And for no reason a second ref came out to count the to count the match. I didn't see anything happen to the first ref to make the second ref come out. But yeah, I think uh Seamus went to go pin LA Knight and Drew went to pin Xavier Woods. Or I might have those backwards. But for no reason at all, a second ref just sprinted out to the ring. And I was like, the first ref isn't even hurt. Like, there's, the first ref is completely fine. He's right there. Why Why is this other one coming out? It was such a strange moment. Uh, and it made me think of like, well, they didn't, they didn't even go to the trope of knocking the first one out. Or maybe they did. And again, maybe I, I missed it. But I, I don't remember that ref being knocked out for any length of time where another ref would have to come in. But hey, maybe I, I missed something. But it was strange to just see a second ref show up. And that also made me think, is like, there's just refs on deck. They have refs on deck, just like they have uh, wrestlers waiting in the wings to uh, to get their, they bring their gear and they're ready to go. You just let them know. There's refs out there, just they have their striped shirts and their their Nikes and they're, <laughs> they're just waiting. They're, they're right in their gorilla position and Triple H has their hand, has his hand on their shoulders. He's just like, it's your time, man. If that ref goes down, you're going out there. It's like uh, old football uh, movies where you're like, oh, the the, the star quarterback goes down. Who's going to take his place? It's like, oh man, it's the 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 young rookie is going to run out on the field and score 15 touchdowns. Like that's the this rookie ref finally got his spot when, when the veteran ref got slightly uh, nudged and you know completely knocked unconscious. He's going to run out there and ref this match to the best of his ability. He's gonna he's gonna save the day. I think it's. Liars. And um my one of my favorite tropes, and this is gonna end off the episode, is is less of a trope. No, it's a trope. It's um the idea that people have beef in wrestling, right? And they get in the ring and they're gonna talk trash to one another. They're in each other's face. They're just like they're fuming, they're ready to go. They're ready to if the slightest nudge, the the, the wrong word will get them to incite a fight. And as they're staring in each other's eyes, someone slowly raises a mic to their mouth to, to speak into the mic, which I, th- I always find hilarious. It is such a a, a shattering of your reality. you like, just talk to them. But it's like, oh, yeah, you have to, you, we have to hear it. So they have to bring a mic to their mouth to say something weird to someone that they're standing a foot and a half in front of. It's hilarious. What are your favorite wrestling tropes? Let me know in the comments. I want to hear them. And we'll keep doing these. There's a million of them, so we can keep doing these episodes forever. Thank you so much for listening, and don't you ever forget. I'm your friend, but if I ever see you in the ring, I can beat you. Don't you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.